It's a full morning. I feel a little emotionally yeah, whirlwinded. That was, that was a lot. Whirlwinded. Preaching and then well, yeah, baptizing do, and and you know, welcome, offering, thank people, sermon. Maybe we should have had you had a baptism and and alpha, <laughs> right? An alpha thing. Well, I'm I'm supposed to. Feedback is um, nobody knows who's talking on this thing. So I'm supposed to introduce everybody. I wondered about that. Yes, it's good to introduce people. Yeah, I think you should do that. I will. So in the room, we have Michelle Holmberg. Yeah, we do. That's her voice. Matt Carlson. That's me. And we have us. I'm sitting here also. And I'm Bobby Taylor. This is my voice. All right, now carry on continuing. Morning was a lot. Morning was a lot. Oh, yeah. You, I'm just coming right out of that. <clears throat> Felt It was a lot from the... The teaching and preaching and then the baptisms are so much fun. And then and then there's a pretty strong for me personal just, you know, baptizing my nephew who I've known since his birth. And especially the last few years, seeing him make some really great decisions and steps towards God that's really meaningful. It's really meaningful personally for me. Mm-hmm. And actually all the people who got baptized today so meaningful. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so I feel... Energized and exhausted? Exactly. Pumped <laughs> up and ready to take a nap. Yeah. So let's yeah. keep talking. Yeah. yeah, so thank you that I get to keep <laughs> expound some more. We'll help you, you just decompress. That's, there you that's go. what this will be. This will just be. I want to sit and hear you guys talk now. That's what. Come at it. The community, the sit in a circle to come out of a sermon that talks about don't be in rows, be in circles. And for us to come and sit in a circle and say, all right, mm-hmm. Jesus centered community, what is it? What is he calling us? What are some steps to take? Mm-hmm. So knowing yeah. that you had a, a full kind of agenda of things today, um, kind of standard question, is there, is there things that you had, if you could have had more time, you know, to, to work into your regular message, um, is there any of that that you, that you didn't get to that you feel is really kind of would have been in, <clears throat> to say? I, I would have... Yeah, I mean, I would have. I think on the front end, when I ask a bunch of questions, I, I had like eight questions that I wrote. What's the, what's the strongest community you've ever felt or experienced? What keeps you now? Why do you think guys don't have many friends? What I would have loved to have had back and forth conversation with some of that to just even mm-hmm. lean into the problem. How much does busyness keep us from mm-hmm. connection and relationship? You know how. How are we how are we handling this? Is it really a problem? So I would have loved to have the church feedback with that. And then I also had some stories that I needed to cut out. Like I think so often these concepts of community are best probably communicated through story. And I cut some stories out of just right. mm-hmm. rich times of connection. Well, yeah. everybody's experience of community is so different, right? Like some people who grew up going to church, their church wasn't a community at all. Like yeah. it was, you go sit, kneel, stand, go, leave, done. Like people experience church that was no community, mm-hmm. and then like for personally, my like growing up in a Mennonite church was like this is community. This is we live with one another, and like we share food, we share life. We're all farmers, and like that was the community. Like that is what you grew up in in church. Yeah, so and, like it was it was life. But, so Emmy, do you is that something that you? look back on with like a, a richness and a fondness or you're yeah. like, no, no, it's horrible. And it was, it no. was, a it wasn't a weird community. So let's be clear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there was no weird, odd cult things happening in my community. It was just a small town country church 
that happened to be Mennonite and that had healthy community about it that that really supported one another. And, and that's what my husband grew up with too. So we both come to like, that's the, we won't stay at a church that doesn't have community. Yeah. Like when we, you know, as after we got married and we're looking for places to, to grow together, there's plenty of places that were like, no, like no, nobody talks to you or nobody knows who you are, or this doesn't, there's no way to facilitate community in this place. Um, and so for us, it's always been a, just main facet of the church, but a lot of people didn't have that. So they don't necessarily have a, maybe a view of what you're talking about when you're talking about that type of community. And so I was trying to think of, you know, the other aspects of community um, stemming a lot from my church that I had were, were a lot of those, but then the ones that were secular were more like my, like my fiber artist group, the knitters I hang out with. We've been hanging out for a decade, right? Wait, wait, wait. I've never heard this. Yeah. Knitting. Yeah. Fiber artists. Well, because there's, there's <coughs> I love spinning, it. There's spinning. There's crocheting. There's weaving. There's yeah, knitting. There's it's all just fiber, fiber. artists. Yeah. Don't. Yes. No, I'm not. I'm like learning. That's like <laughs> yeah. a real thing, fiber and I artists, love that it term. It just encompasses more things. Somehow that's going in the sermon next week. Fiber arts. Fiber I'm preaching, so. Oh yeah, <laughs> Michelle, could you put that in? The- <laughs> I'm trying to work fiber art. But that community, those are the people who came around me when I had my babies. Like they're the ones who brought me food. Mm. They're the ones who babysat. They're the ones who came and held my kids. Like, mm. they were yeah. my people. Do you have, I mean, like, because um, I do and I'll share them if you don't. But, like, uh, trigger points of, like, I, like a smell or mm. or a thing that just kind of, like, oh, like, that's reminds me of. That time. Mm-hmm. Those, those community experiences, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah. I mean, a, a jello salad with bananas in it. <laughs> <laughs> what a trick! I'm like right back in my church basement. Like I can't, like, I can't eat a tuna sandwich without thinking of uh, my aunt and uncle because I would go to their house and then go to church with them and then come back and every Sunday we'd have like tuna sandwiches in in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And like, really, yeah, it's like every time I make a tuna sandwich, and it's that, but it's that feeling of like it was like a home community belonging thing, you right. know. And yeah, no, those, yeah, those smells and senses for sure. For sure. So yeah. So thinking about those different types of communities is something that is. And it's interesting. You both have positive, you grew up in church, which is rare mm-hmm. this day and age. I mean, it's less, less common, mm-hmm. uh, at least where we, we live. Uh, and it was a positive community experience. Bobby, that's true for you too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Michelle, what about you? Yeah, I would say totally true. And yeah, I grew up Catholic until I was 13 and then we switched to a Baptist church and that's a switch. Yeah. You know, it was, <laughs> um, but just, they were my people, you know, like I would think of like my high school years and I think of my, my youth group and that's who we hung out with socially. That's who my brother and I dated. We were always with all of those people mm-hmm. and they were our people. And that's something that I've had recent conversations with people about to be like, you know, that was the culture for us, for us of the 90s, it was like youth group was social. Youth group was like the hangout. It was your dating pool. I had two youth groups. They were different churches. We were all the same people. I don't know why we bothered to have two. Um, but it was. It was like it was the culture of that community. Yep. And I don't I don't think that's necessarily how you have teenagers. Is that how it is anymore? Um, no, they have they have multiple social circles for sure. And the youth group is one of them, but definitely not 
Not the only, mm-hmm. for like sure. Like if they're going to hang out with someone on a Friday night, their first thought is not to call their youth group friends. Mm. No. I would say that's true. That's currently true of my kids. But when I was young, that is, we, we went, it might be like a youth group event that then trickles into, you know, Pizza Hut afterward, mm-hmm. but, or it might just be just to hang out. Yeah. Everyone would just come to my house and we would mm-hmm. watch stupid movies like Princess Bride and eat. But, I mean, there was no internet either. So we had right. to be in each other's presence to actually be together. So yeah. maybe that's an interesting maybe thing, you know, like cultures changed mm-hmm. that you can have community with people you're not around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Playing video games with a whole different circle mm-hmm. of friends. Yeah, I don't even think we had anything but Frogger. <laughs> Which wasn't real <laughs> Mario Kart. We didn't have any land sets. Pretty solid Atari. <clears throat> yeah. No. So, so I don't know. What do you guys... I mean, I think today's topic and those scriptures and just the conversation around is a Jesus-centered community. Well, I think a really honest question is, is it different? So many... Mm-hmm. I think our culture is so hungry for community and we have such great opportunities. I mean, just this week... You had the street fair, Louisville Street Fair on Friday, Friday night, right? This community hangout, connect, a band, such mm-hmm. like, man, rich, small town community. Then Saturday, you have the Peach Festival in Lafayette and you go and mm-hmm. all I was amazed at how many people I didn't know at that thing, but mm-hmm. but went to that. You go to uh, uh, the brewery and sit and get to know different people. It's almost like we're getting you know, England pub kind of things, um, mm-hmm. all sports teams. I think so many people gets their community now. Hey, my kid's on the whatever advanced swim team and all the parents hang out community. There's all, all these places of community that have replaced mm-hmm. church as a place of community. Yeah, sure. And then a question, how is, is church community different? Or how should it be? Different? How should it be? Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I mean, and if it just should, I, I mean, we can, hit ourselves with right. that but i would hope right. that we actually start to see it mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i think i mean it comes I, I think i did this announcement last summer for life groups <laughs> and i did that comparison of of you know my secular communities versus my church communities and the difference with my church communities is i'm challenged spiritually so you know i think a lot of people are worried that in their church community, like they're going to have to be spiritual or they're going to be like, how can I pray for you? And it's going to be all just like these mm-hmm. churchy lingo things. But I think the way that I've experienced it personally is I am challenged to be more thoughtful, go deeper, more attentive to my faith in those relationships. So sure, in turn, those other things do happen and those 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 more deeply spiritual moments are going to come. But it's not this scary thing of like, oh, I have to go be vulnerable because I'm going to go sit in my life group. It's more like, what am I bringing to this? What have I, how have I spent time with God today? What are we going to share? Like, it's a challenge to myself. And Mm. that brings me closer to God. It's not the people around me needling me in a spiritual way. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I think I noticed that during pandemic, like when everything got real small. You know, like your circles got smaller mm-hmm. and then like kind of who, who are the people that I really did see that I really did communicate with. And then it was all my Christian communities. You know, it was my, my young life community that I do ministry with that I really do do life with. And mm-hmm. then there's kind of some of my neighborhood that also follow Jesus and we do that together. So it was kind of, and then church stuff. So it was like, how, who are the people that I ran into that mm-hmm. I was still intentional with when we weren't going to run into each other, yeah. you know? Um, 
Who'd you check in with? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if that's because of what I do and that that's where my community, you know, yeah, right. being in ministry actively, but that that's where my community is. But just, it was interesting to see like when things got smaller, who, who, who really is your community? And then what was that community actually like, mm-hmm. you know? So maybe it's a good time for us to check in with ourselves and go, what is my community like when things get small or sad or, you know, it's like who showed up when you had babies. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, you know, if early on, if you got COVID, who, who dropped the food off That's on right. your front porch? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it's just, who did you call when you were stuck, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, I think those, there's interesting questions. And do we have those people? And then are we those kinds of people? Mm-hmm. Are Am I the kind of person that when things happen, that I show up on people's doorsteps? Mm-hmm. Right. You know? And obviously we can't do that for everybody, but there are some people you go, this is my community and these are who I, I am showing up mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. these people. No questions asked, right? Right. Yeah, and I actually kind of had an interesting thought about that most recently. Um, there's another community that I'm part of, and I realized what it role it doesn't play. Hmm. Like when, like we're there's a couple of families that we get together with and have dinner with, and our kids are really close, but we don't support each other in that way. Like we are together and we share, we talk about everything, and we talk about like we are you know have those conversations and really understand one another, but we don't do the life part of it. Hmm. It's not like very often like could you keep my kids i've got this thing going on and it just made me think you know there really are different places for all those different relationships and so sometimes it is that intentional choice of being like i'm going to make the effort to be that person for in this relationship or i'm going to go there so we can grow our relationship in that way because i think you know there's lots of people in this church that i don't have that type of relationship with yeah but when when i hear something where there's a need or that i can be to choose to do it and be moved by that and not just be like, well, they probably don't need me to, mm-hmm. to step in and be like, no, you know what? It is enough that we are part of the same faith community. I can step in and mm-hmm. offer to be that person mm-hmm. and not hold back. Mm-hmm. In that way. So why do you think um, some of these other communities has like have taken over what historically would have been a church community thing. What's kind of the the read on that? Why does the parents in this on the swim club, you know, how does that end up? Uh, I, th- I think it, I think there's a few factors. One, you know, I remember when my one time my kid came home from school. One of our kids came home and said, "Hey, I was talking to my friend today, and they asked what my dad does." And I told them that he was a pastor. And my friend said, "What's a pastor?" Hmm. And they had never heard of it. You know, and just a number of my kids' friends that just people don't go to church as much. Somewhat, it's it's been replaced by other things because people stop coming to church mm-hmm. and stop seeing faith community as a central part of, of a healthy fullness of life. And mm-hmm. so they start to find those needs and replace those needs other places. I think also church shifted and a lot of church became bigger and yeah. and, and more. And so it's hard to do... And, you know, intimate community in a in a country church, Emmy, is different than 2,000, 5,000 people, even multi-services. You know, I mean, I want our church to go to multi-services, but it'll make it harder if we if we say, no, we are committed to relationship and we want to know each other. Community central mm-hmm. here. We're committed to community. I mean, even- how are we calling to people in two services? You start to get two churches and all. So with the growth of the church, I think, is another you know, we're less churches, but bigger churches, less community. 
within those bigger churches. Yeah, I would say it's just it's harder to even find community in church. As a person who goes to a church to look for it, it still took us over a year to get into a community in this church mm-hmm. when we started coming here. And mm-hmm. I like that was just how like we couldn't find a group of people, we couldn't find a life group, we couldn't like things mm-hmm. just weren't happening. Um and it was work. Right? It's work. Like it's work. You have to you have to know you want it. And I think the reason these other communities are so strong is because people know they need it. Humans know you need community. I don't think anybody would say that that is not the case, faith-based or otherwise. They'd be like, yes, as humans, we need community. Totally recognized over the last year. So because people recognize that, they're willing to latch onto those other communities and make that what they need. Um, and not put, you know, put the work in to come to a church of 150 people and be like, there's got to be somebody who's my person who no. I can hang out with, you know, when you already have this other group that's happening. I, I, and I think some of it's good. I, I think that old, let's just say past generations of church sometimes would be, hey, we want your whole community to be here. And it gets ingrown. It's like this family that does all this stuff together. And so you're around, oh, Christian community all the time. And let's, you know, we can offer everything. We have Christian businesses we'll go to and mm-hmm. Christian friends we do. And it's all Christian music. Yep. Yeah. Christian music. We have, we create all this stuff where you, you stay so insular. Yep. And so what I think is so good, I don't think God is insular in this church. Like it's, it's a going out. So being connected, being a follower of Jesus connected in a community of people who do not follow Jesus yep. is a healthy thing mm-hmm. and a good thing. And I would hope that some of the Christian community even is bolstering your, I'm going to say witness or just your expression of a follower of Jesus in these communities that are not church oriented and not faith oriented at all. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, I think Paul, my husband has experienced that being a pastor and a brewer. I'm yeah. like, that is a weird combination. I would say historically in the church, you know, but I think some of those monks. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think, you know, I think it's interesting, but it's watching his, the way he is with his people at his brewery. And is it really that, different actually than the way he is with people here yeah you know and that and that i think at least it makes someone on the outside go like well that's interesting i didn't know that someone could pastor mm-hmm. and brew mm-hmm. you're yeah. like mm-hmm. well you don't know my jesus very well yet yeah. you know but <laughs> yeah. like I, I think that there's a maybe some reframing that needs to happen around the way that we look at community the way we think about it the way what it could look like to be in genuine community but not in the in the old churchy way that we mm-hmm. used to, you know, I don't think we want to go backwards no. to that where we only want all of our youth group kids to only date one another. Right. I don't think that was the point. Yeah. But yeah. How do we live now? I think that's, I think that's a very healthy part of where we live. I agree. Like growing up in the community, I grew up and I didn't know anybody who I could tell Jesus about because everybody went to the same churches and that's who we all hung out with. Right. Yeah. And so like, yeah. that's one thing that I see as a real positive for my kids is like, yeah, they know people who don't go to church and they have to be able to say why they go to church. Like, if they don't know, then they're going to be like, well, why do we go to church? Like, these yeah. are the conversations you need to have um, for them to be able to articulate the purpose. Like, what is, you know, this isn't just a thing that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, I think that's so much healthier for your for your faith and for your, you know, growth. Mm-hmm. And that's even in the, in the scriptures this morning, that integration of like in the temple courts and then in their homes, like even just the integration of our faith in our different circles of community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're not ooh, Christian here and that, you know, other something different, but there, mm-hmm. there be a continuity throughout the diversity of our, you know, 
community circles. And then that's that's where I think too that alpha because I think the truth is too, sometimes that one-on-one conversation with someone, I mean something hits the fan and someone talks to you or they hear that you're for me, they hear I'm a pastor, someone hears that you actually go to church and believe it and like like it. Like what? And then the conversations you have, but and then the old thing I think is always come to church. And and we still can invite people to church, but that's I think alpha is this great <clears throat> entry point for some of those different different circles of community to say, hey, here's a safe place that's actually, we're going we're gonna to talk about faith, but it's not, you're not walking through the doors of the church. You're not, you're going to feel like in right away, even if you're out. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing I love about that, that I love about Alpha. It's not mm-hmm. like, hey, come join my church community or come check out my church community. It's like, right. hey, here's a neutral space to come and have intentional conversation. Well, that's, I think, kind of what we want to with all of the online content that Boulder Valley does put out is that that's another place where you can be like, I'm just going to listen to what these people have to say, right? I'm going to listen to what God's doing there. And like, like one of the, Bob, who you baptized this morning, was like, this has been a long road, right? a long road. And this is the kind of thing where folks who don't want to go, don't even want to have that conversation, don't even want to like eye contact, ask a question, but just like, I'll listen. Like we still as a church want to be able to share that. Like that's, mm-hmm. a, I think, an important thing. Thing to be able to share and so I'm glad that we're doing that in so many different ways um, yeah I thought it was so interesting the question you asked like what's the best community you've ever been a part of and I mean mine all happened when I answered that in my head I'm like they were all Christian communities there were some young life teams I've been on there was some things that we've done that I was like oh like that was like the most intimate with the Lord I ever was with a group of people, mm-hmm. you know, but then I, that, but what you're just saying made me think, I'm like, how many people would answer? Like, it's actually like my knitting club or it's actually my kids baseball team parents, you know, like, mm-hmm. I just think that that's, it's just an interesting thing. You know, like I kind of want to ask everyone I've run into this week, like, what is the best community you've ever been a part of? Or, or like, what's the best prayer time you've ever experienced? I also thought that was fascinating. Like, mm-hmm. and then what, what was that about? What yeah. was it that made it feel so, well, what, you know, yep. and what, what set the table to get it to that space? When I thought of when you asked that one about prayer time, I thought of how many people have never had that experience. Mm-hmm. Like, because I've been a part of so many Christian communities in so many different ways, like, had I just been a part of the church, when I think back to my churches, the, like the best prayer time, that'd be pretty hard to yeah. come across. If I was just thinking about church experiences and if that's all people have and they don't have a Christian community beyond what we have as the current church of America, they're, they might be lacking in that experience. What'd you think when I read that, how I rewrote that scripture? It was spot on. <laughs> a four or five. Ouch. Like, and I was like, oh my gosh. I mean, I wrote the down to you and they very rarely added to their number of those who were being saved. I'm like, mm-hmm. that felt... I'm like, and I, I actually would maybe even change it. I would, that I'm like, and their number went down as people deconstructed and left the church. You know, like it, yeah. it felt, I'm like, what era of the church are we living in? You know? And so I thought that that first kind of the list you made out of Acts 2 about what it was meant to be. Granted, it was the honeymoon. But, and then like, is this, you know, not only do we not eat meals together, we eat takeout in front of our TV and don't even talk to our family who's sitting next to us. Mm-hmm. Like, where have we where have we come, yeah. you know? And I thought that was profound slash painful and also true. The thing that struck me from the kind of derivative of that 
you know, the sitting together and having meals together and, and you ask like, what stands out to you? Like, what is it that you need to do? Right. And it was, <laughs> it was the thing that I actually have come back to. God's brought it to me a few times over the last six months. It's just, don't grow weary in this. Like we're, we all have zero, what's the word? Stamina for socialization right now. Like it's, it's work right now. Yeah. Cause we're, you know, like even if we did have a sense of socialization, even throughout the pandemic, um, it's still harder to come back and be like, yeah, like let's have a bunch of people over for dinner. And then on Saturday we'll have people over and then we have church on Sunday and then we'll have life group. And then it was a lot of socializing, you know, like, yeah. but the don't like even just like committing to sitting down and like getting dinner on the table for my family. I mean, like, no, I don't, you don't have to eat what I made, but you do have to sit here. <laughs> like there's a purpose to that. Like don't yeah. grow weary and like, being like, nope, we're doing this for a reason. Like, even if it's just our family sitting down and yep. you don't want to eat this, but we're together, we're going to talk and we're going to share about what's happening. And I think it's the same for like, yeah, maybe you're not, you know, having dinners with church friends or other friends every week, but like, like, okay, I'm going to make sure that at some point this month. I have somebody over for a meal or we get together for a meal yeah. or we do it, you know, like, like it, it may have to be really purposeful and I may have to work really hard to make it happen. And, and as a person who like what I lost during the pandemic, like I love to host people like that's like life giving to me. And I remember being like, that's what I miss so much. And I just, even, even me coming back to it. I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is a lot of work. So much work. Yeah. So much work to do this. Mm -hmm. And so to think of people who that's not life giving, and it has to be so intentional to be part of communities. Isn't that a different, like, okay, hey, be a good Christian, like, read your Bible, pray, you know, come to church. Hey, be a good Christian. Invite some people over for dinner and just enjoy it and ask good questions and listen and laugh mm -hmm. and be really present and slow down and just be together. It's mm -hmm. so good. I was during the pandemic when I could, because I would say I meet with people for meals. That's like, I would say the majority of my job. You professionally I professionally linger for hours and talk about intentional things for mm -hmm. with people. But when that got taken away, I just was starving. And so the Lord in his humor kept giving, I would have a dream every night about sitting with a person. So I would like, I would like all these just for people. And then I text them the next morning like, ah. We had dinner together. We had dinner, we had dinner, dinner together. Like, we had dinner together. <laughs> you and I had a great conversation. <laughs> Listen, it was real life giving. But I, I love it. Yeah, I don't know if that's feeling quite the same. I don't know how it felt to you, but to me, <laughs> to me, it great. takes full, man. <laughs> yeah, I, well, know. I think it was. We're coming at this like three pretty major extroverts right here. Yeah. Bobby. Yeah, introverted how Bobby. Come feel, on. Like for you for like the idea of community being such an essential part, like how do you deal when you need that time that's like set back and like away from people? Uh, how do I, when I need time away from well, people? Well, like, don't just like be like, I know this is something I need to intentionally do. Like, mm. is that different for you in any way as I put you on the spot? Yeah, no, I mean, I can go like months and months without talking to anybody and be fine. <laughs> um, Why do men have so few friends? <laughs> <laughs> and I know you're married to like the same type of person yep. who could just uh, sit. I don't know. Um. I don't even know exactly what, what the question is uh, exactly. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah. Is it different for you? Yes. Right? Like, the, how is it different for you? Yeah. How does this for coming say, to my TED Talk? Because yes, yes, we we hungered for right. it. Right. Like, we wanted we, it. Yes. Yeah. isolation and we were dying and trying to figure out. I think it manifests in different ways. Uh, yeah. You know, for people like myself or, or like your husband. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and yeah, just finding different ways to do that. Um, I've been reading, I just started reading this book. It's called 4,000 weeks, which is like the amount of time you have in your life. Oh, it's 4,000 weeks. I don't want to put a number on that. <laughs> right. It is depressing. Um, and, uh, it's just this, this concept of, of, of time as a thing is very recently only existed um and and time is is something that you use um whereas kind of you are time like your your life is just time and it's not something you use but it's something you get used by um and the the premise of the book is like there's a lot of productivity like how to master your life how to mm -hmm. you know check off all your lists um and the point of the book is 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 don't do that like because you will never uh get on top of all your to-do lists and all your uh, productivity things and you will never see all the places you want to see and you will never do all the things that you want to do so you have to um the the way to to feel good about any of that is you have to consciously choose the things that are important yeah. there you go. because those are the, the thing those things that you make time for um there, I'm going to phrase this wrong, maybe, but you have to find the enjoyment in choosing the thing to the exclusion of everything else. Yep, mm -hmm. 100%. So there, that there is like this, um, the term is fear of missing out. Mm -hmm. And I'm way off the question, by the way. <laughs> this but, is no, great. This is good. But this is a good diversion. The, there's fear of missing out. But really, it sh if you look at it as the joy of missing out, so the, the joy you get in choosing, I'm going to do that. I'm going to focus on community mm -hmm. at the expense of my career, at the expense of mm, whatever creative passion I have or, or, or whatever the, the yeah. thing may be or um you know, I want to be famous. No, but like I'm going to. So taking joy in those things that you choose. Yeah. Um, meaning that there's so many things that you don't get to do and like being able to find joy in that. Yeah. Um, and so I think uh, circling it all back to, um, you know, the original question, uh, is for me, it's, it's a real intentional mm -hmm. like thing and maybe even going into it, you know, there's this part of the book where they're talking about the pandemic is, uh, like this unique phenomenon where time was inexplicably fast and interminably slow. Mm -hmm. Like at totally. the same time, mm -hmm. it, it's gone so fast and it has taken forever. Um, and, you know, one of the, the good things that has come out of that is kind of the refocusing of our life group. Mm -hmm. And it got real small. And, um, and then we were just able to, you know, just meet and and have real good community time whereas you know before like that yeah. thing you said like how vulnerable am i gonna have to be at this thing like um you know can i be the saddest person in the life group <laughs> like that do i have to be that person um, <laughs> uh so yeah it's, it, i've answered none of the question and no, very I very likely we'll cut all this no. out <laughs> Just because no. you can't edit it doesn't mean you should. I would, to tie that, I mean, I would say so many ways that that's the re, like that the choosing the thing to the exclusion of another. I mean, yeah. first of all, we got to do that with 
career all the time. Like, especially when you start working from home, mm. right? I'm like, I have to stop. And of course, my husband nags me to stop uh, working. And I'm like, well, I've got to do this thing. Otherwise, if I don't do this thing, I'm not going to get this thing checked off. And and the freedom in making those choices. And you're like, you know what? Enough is done. There is no emergency. Sometimes there are emergencies. Sometimes there's not. And you have to say, this is this is done now. Enough. And I can link all of this back to knitting, guys. Aren't you so excited, yeah. though? Yeah. Um, because fabric arts. This is because fiber. Oh, fiber. Sorry. Fiber. Um, no, because that is the thing every knitter will tell you. Everyone's like, oh, I just wish I had the time to do that. I just wish I had the time. I've always wanted to learn that. And, and we'll all just complain to one another. We're like, it's what you make time for. Like, yeah. we do it because we want to. Like, we find enjoyment out of having a task in our hands and accomplishing that we find enjoyment out of making time to do it together. And so we have chosen, nobody has time to make a sweater or a pair of socks, but you enjoy it. And you're like, you know what? This is life giving to me. It makes me relax. It gives me that meditative time. It gives me time to slow down. It gives me time to create whatever it is. You're going to make the time for it. And it's, you're totally right. It's the same with community. You're like, I'm going to do this because I know this is, this is life giving intentional and so important. You choose it. And the problem is that so many other things can be substituted for it. Yeah. Or the almost things, Mm -hmm. right? And you fill fill up your day with the almost things and just enough things to realize, oh, I'm not doing the thing Mm -hmm. that is most, like, that I value the most. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. We have a saying in our family that... uh, I, I tell my kids and we say, hey, we are, I say, we are the richest family in the world. We're like, we are the richest family in the world. And then I tell them, and we always measure our wealth by the quality of our relationships. And so I said, man, so we have this, and we just have a really rich relational life. Now, Melanie and I are both highly relational wired people, but I literally, I, I'm, I'm, I'm putting a book together. I want to write a book with Mel and and just called Choose Relationship. Because I really think in so many, I think our, we have so many pressures that push us to choose achievement or, or to, you know, task or all these different things and a lot of good things. But I really think relationship is so central to being human, to being a follower of Jesus. And then we're laying on the deathbed, you know, and the time is up. It's not our money we pack around us or even our medals or even our titles, right? It's our friendships. It's our family. It's our people. And that's the answer to, my, to the question you asked me earlier. Yeah. It just it just came to me. There you go. That like, I don't need a lot of community, mm-hmm. but in the, the people that I have, like, like just focusing on like, okay, I know I need you and I need you yeah. in and being real aware of, of those nice. things. Okay. Yeah. I did it. Got it. You did it. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a long road. Kind of I got the answer. I mean, it was I also, to be fair, it was a really indirect question. Right. So. No, I got <laughs> it. Um, so as we, as we round third and head into home, um, Oh, I'm heading to the dugout, man. Are you? <laughs> My family's having a meal together right now. I got to get out of here. So let's, let's t- I don't know if you like explicitly stated it while you were speaking in the message, but like that long list of things to do, um, the long meals and long talks, yeah. long, slow meals, the, all those things. Um, if, if community is a value, right? If that's the, the wheel, one of the wheels that, 
we think you need to turn in order to live out kind of the mission of, of this church, um, then are those are those the, the the measures? If like if you're able to look at those things, I don't think I think those were descriptive of the early church. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're prescriptive of what we need to do everything, but I think it gives us some good principles and values to run through. And of course, and I said to the church, I'm scared putting 10 of these up because with 10, it's easy to just dismiss them all. Right. Like grab one or grab two. What's God saying to you? Oh yeah. Long, slow dinner. Or man, what you said about prayer. I have never really prayed. What if I actually prayed right. with some people, you know, or what, what are we devoted to? So, but are those things evidences of, Oh man, like I am, doing community Mm. they are yeah i do think they are Mm -hmm. and that's what i wanted to not just be too hard on our church but at the end recognize see god working in all these ways in the life of this church yeah i see god at work in all these ways Mm -hmm. and we'll never change the global church until we change us Mm -hmm. until i change me yeah you know i can't go i wish that the kingdom of god felt more like this right i go well does my life look like that am i I raising my kids to do that right and what did I sacrifice to raise my kids in order that they would become those kind of people in the world? Yeah. You know, like, mm-hmm. yeah, if we want the kingdom to come, what's it going to cost? And that's, that was one of the, I mean, the old line, I had it in there and didn't speak it, but yeah, everyone wants to change the world, but no one wants to change themselves. Kind of like this lands right in our living room. That's where we're going to cross the jet pillow this week. We're cross-stitching things on pillows now. Really? Yeah. In our fiber. That's fiber. That's fiber artistic. I will help you. I can't handle embroidery. I don't have the patience. Uh, but if I made the time. You could. Yeah. You could knit it into a sweater. I could do the color work for it. No. Sure. What did you say? Don't say it again. Lest we miss it. Um, I crocheted a knittery. No. I, no. Well, what do you mean? What did I say about. Don't want to change the world? No. Everyone wants to change the world. No one wants to change themselves. There you go. And it lands in our living room. And to what is God calling us to be more intentional and with Jesus-centered common unity. Yeah. Right. Well, let's get you to your meal. <laughs> my... Take it low and slow and then your nap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that... I might do a quick meal and a long nap yeah. today. <laughs> so I'll, just, I'll pray us out of this. Thank you for this conversation. Thank you for, uh, you know, for allowing us to have the time to dive deeper into um the message that you wanted us to hear today. And I ask that all of these thoughts um, and, and words expressed here um, just are, are born of you and that any anything uh, misspoken or, or maybe seems uh, trite or funny, um, just that that you still bless those words and, and know that we um, are here to... to Honor you, Lord, in in what you're doing uh, in this place. So, so your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.